uh, I once was at a seminar that said that when you're going away with your family, that is not a vacation. That's a trip. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Um, it serves a different purpose. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss the importance of vacation and how it can help your marriage. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about the need for vacations. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to remind everybody that Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get all that information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Okay, so back to vacations, Karen. Uh, When we were young, we would get summer vacations and spring breaks and, you know, perhaps a couple other reprieves throughout the year. Uh, But as adults, today we don't get those same breaks. At least most of us don't. Uh, And if you do, it's a lot of people I know will use that time off uh, to handle the obligations that have been piling up while they're away at their job or taking care of their kids or whatever it may be. Um, And we do live in a society that doesn't guarantee uh, those types of benefits um, and, you know, not staying out of all that stuff, but it's just a, it's just a matter of fact of living, uh, here today now, uh, particularly with, uh, most couples being two, uh, working, uh, families. So the first question to get this thing going here, Karen, is why are breaks and vacations so important? Well, for exactly the reason that you just described about the way we live, which is uh, busy, stressful, and you can't just keep up that pace uh, and have it be okay. Um, That puts on an unbelievable burden physically, mentally, emotionally, and vacations are an important way to help revitalize us, revitalize us mm-hmm. to refuel us. So they're not just, um, oh, let's just take off and have fun, which of course um, is the purpose of a vacation, but it actually is a healthy thing to do. You know, it's almost like um, when you're a new mom 
and um, you tell a mom, well, you need to take off some time, and she is hesitant, but you tell her it's absolutely essential for her to do it so that she continue being the good mom that she's hoping to be. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I'm reading a book right now, uh, Enlightenment Now by Steven Pinker, which I, I highly recommend. It's a fantastic book, and it talks about um, how we are living in this extraordinarily great time in history. Um, and it essentially puts into context the the um, duration of how long we live and the the comforts with which we live and mm-hmm. uh, down the line. Um, and so it's this flip on what I think a lot of people think about like, oh, we're going <laughs> like the society's going down in flames and it's like just the opposite view. And he doesn't just make this Pollyanna statement. He backs all of it up with research. The point that mm-hmm. I'm getting at is in reading this book, it's hard not to feel grateful for being alive in this time because of so many things we take for granted. But, um, it, it you have to recognize that it has spurred on new issues. And I think this finding downtime is one of them. You know, mm. it used to be that you only focused on survival. You focused on food and shelter and warmth, and that was it. Uh, you, you weren't uh, worried about, you know, cell service, right? Um, and now we have to worry about you know, upgrading speeds or going over data plans and get making sure the kids are in their extracurriculars and all these other things. But that means that instead of dying from attacks from lions, tigers, and bears, we're Mm -hmm. dying from stress. Right. And so I feel like we need to adjust. uh, I I was just thinking about this when I was coming up with uh, this topic of how we need to adjust our mode of survival today. We don't really Mm -hmm. have to think about defending against mother nature for the most part, we need to think about, uh, look more internally about what's killing us from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. I guess that's the way of Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a very good way to put it. Um, Okay, so uh, when we're talking about breaks and vacations and we're talking specifically about married couples uh, or couples in really long relationships, should married people think about taking an individual break or do they... Or do you, I mean, or is it recommended that they do it with their family, or at least almost always or always? There's a lot of different pieces in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, let's let me answer it backwards. Uh, I once was at a seminar that said that when you're going away with your family, that is not a vacation; that's a trip. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, it serves a different purpose. It serves a lot of benefits as far as connecting with each other, having the opportunity to uh, spend some downtime with each other that you might not ordinarily get with um, a lot of the activities that we're involved in today. Um, So I'm not saying don't do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get that total rejuvenation that you would get or the total connection that you would hope to get if you're just going as couples. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it would be ideal if we had enough money uh, <laughs> and enough support that we'd be able to do a family vacation and a couple's vacation. Uh-huh. Not always possible. Um 
you know, you might be able to do family day trips so that you have the kind of experience I was talking about and then also have a couple uh, vacation. The yeah. idea of taking an individual trip, um, there are different thinkings on that. Mm-hmm. So some people say, oh, horrible. Why would you take an individual trip if you're in love with your mate? Of course you want to be with your mate. Mm-hmm. Other people feel there's a lot to be gained from gals going out with, you know, going away for a few days with gals and having a chance to have female talk time and communicating and the guys being away for, you know, with, with golf or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they do. And as a matter of fact, having time away individually uh, for a guy or gal weekend um, actually uh, allows you to reconnect better as a couple or have, you know, that time away from each other allows you to miss each other a little bit. Um, There are other people who would say, no, you don't want to take a separate vacation. So I think it's going to depend on the couple, what their needs are, what their um finances or uh, support system allows for and you know do it according to who you are as a couple mm-hmm. uh, so uh, let's say you take uh, I mean I was thinking of this as like an alternative solution to the question I posed uh, if you go out on a vacation with your family say if you while on that vacation you carve out say a day or an afternoon for yourself, to perhaps you go get pampered or maybe you do play that round of golf or whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, is that little amount of time, would that provide the, the kind of benefit that people need to get their batteries recharged a bit? Maybe mm-hmm. and maybe not. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you're going to shoot me. I'm going to say it depends. Um <laughs> It depends on what your life has been like, how stressful it's been. I know that my son-in-law just came back from a weekend of golfing because his friend turned 40, and he said it was fabulous, that he really had a fun weekend, and it was really something he needed because he's been through a lot of stress lately. So, you know, for him, it was really good. I know that, you know, periodically my daughter goes away uh, for her girls' weekend, not periodically, you know, once a year kind of thing. For them, that works. Um, so, you know, is a little time away good? Well, sure, it's it's good. Is it enough? You know, what's your life like when you're coming back to it? Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love that. So, um, we were just talking about a, is a little time good or whatever. And, and I, I realized before I even asked this question, it's an impossible one to answer, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Mm-hmm. How, how much time and or frequency do you think is ideal for people to start reaping some benefits of getting those uh, that feeling rejuvenated? My personal experience is this is my personal experience. Uh-huh. I generally need at least a week away because it takes me about two days to unwind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not that I'm not enjoying myself the first two days, but I need to really unwind. And so it takes about two days. 
And by the last day, I'm already thinking about what I'm coming back to. Mm -hmm. So I would say a week. Um, You know, if you have the luxury of going away more often, then, you know, it may not take that much time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have found, again, personally, um, my husband and I now have come to a point in our lives where our vacations are two weeks long. And that's really terrific. And if we are gone more than two weeks, it starts to feel like, oh, you know, we're gone too long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a personal matter, but I think if you're really going to reap the benefits of reconnecting with each other, relaxing, uh, refueling, I would think you need at least a week. Yeah. Okay. I I think that's a, like personally as well, I think that's a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have also been on a a couple two week excursions uh, in the recent history, which have felt to your point, I I do, I feel the same way where uh, when you hit two weeks, it starts feeling like, okay, I I feel like I'm losing touch with my day to day reality. So I need to get back and get back into the groove of things. Yeah. Um, one thing that we haven't talked about in all this is particularly when you do the 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 week to you know 10 days to 2 weeks i feel like there's also those added benefits of the planning phase and the anticipation phase mm. uh, particularly if you're doing something really great and i feel like sometimes you can find little reprieves leading up to it just having yes. those little baby yes yes i think daydreams. that that's a good point i think that's a good point yeah that, um, you know, you start planning and thinking and and that actually starts to become sort of the pre-trip, uh, you know, connection. Uh-huh. And the thing about that, is, uh, when you start planning and kicking kicking ideas around is it's, it's great fun to do that, uh, but also recognizing that the likelihood of doing and accomplishing everything that you want – that mm-hmm. you've conceived is probably not going to happen. And if it were to happen, it would probably too da- be too damn stressful to try to pull mm-hmm. all the things off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I like that phase because you mm-hmm. can mentally experience a good portion of it. And then you really get to soak in the experience by picking out a couple of them. And uh, I, I believe that, you know, then that gives you something to look forward to the next time where you can mm-hmm. try something different the next time. So just my two cents on that. In all fairness, I think that we have to also say that the planning phase could also be very stressful. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I think if, you know, as long as we're doing a podcast and trying to cover all of the pieces, sure. planning can be very stressful. What to pack, the details, getting all the uh, travel arrangements done as far as literally, you know, the transportation and everything. And, that can, you know, create havoc for couples as well. Mm -hmm. So that is not an unusual thing to happen. So I want to let people know that so that they don't think that, you know, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, no, and I I will openly admit that I'm a little bit of a stress ball. Uh, I would say probably like the six hours leading up to the vacation itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Up until we are either in the car on our way or at the airport, uh, Mm -hmm waiting for it to board the plane i Mm -hmm. am did i do this did i do that did we pick this do we do that like i am and and i and i 
I know that about myself and I, every time we go somewhere, I try to get better and just remind myself, it's going to be okay. You've done a bunch of trips Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. house has never blown up when you've walked away. Like it's all mm-hmm. gonna be okay. So I try to get better, but I absolutely relate to that, and I could understand mm-hmm. um, because I've had to stop myself from snapping at my spouse mm-hmm. because of how I'm feeling stressed out about it. So t- I'm glad. I'm really glad you brought that up. Uh, okay, so are there benefits to vacationing as a couple? Uh, oh, kind of absolutely. To- yeah. Okay. <laughs> Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, um, in our day-to-day lives, we tend to forget about each other. Um, we're so wrapped up in so many things that we just don't have the time to spend um, on the niceties with each other. We start to take each other for granted. I mean, that happens in general. Um, and especially when we get busy. So when you're on vacation, you can sort of remember, you know, why you chose to be with each other. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the major benefit of going on vacation with each other. One one thing that I love is the, when you go on vacation or go on a trip of any kind, Mm -hmm. you get to see your spouse in a fresh environment. Mm. And I always find that really exciting because when, mm. when you're at home uh, or in your daily life, uh, it becomes, particularly in a marriage, uh, it becomes habitual. We know that each other's mm-hmm. routines and so we know what they're going to say, how they're going to act. Mm-hmm. You know, we could probably trace the pattern of when they walk through the door, what their first like 30 to 50 steps are going to be once they get home, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. so habitual. And then when you th- go out on a trip, this new environment forces them to do things mm-hmm. um, that's out of their daily pattern. And I find that exciting. And the thing that immediately pops to my mind is, um, so my wife is uh, very worldly, speaks a lot of different languages, but one language she doesn't speak uh, is Italian. But we, mm-hmm. uh, like a decade ago, we took a trip to Italy. I love mm-hmm. it, by the way, highly recommend it. And, um, we had taken a couple classes, uh, before we left and we were at a train station needed to get somewhere. And I remember her walking up to the train station attendant and carrying on like a 10 minute conversation and full Italian. Wow. Uh, hitting directions. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, who are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was totally mm-hmm. amazing. And it was absolutely one of those things that I would have never have seen uh, had we not taken that trip. Uh-huh. So it's just one of those little tiny things that you're just like, wow. And it, and I just love being surprised and delighted uh-huh. uh, when, when I get to see her interact in a new environment. So anyways, that's my personal anecdote. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that happens for everyone, but I think it's certainly a possibility. But I also feel like the same way, um, and I, I, that was an extreme, I, I tried to pick an extreme example, but I also feel like it's the same way that if you, let's say you have a, a spouse who you liked, uh, first were attracted to them. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this in like flirting issues or whatever, because they're like very gregarious, op- uh, outgoing, their life of the party or whatever. And you mm-hmm. go out on a vacation and you see how they just like, walk into the room uh, in a foreign territory and just light up the room, mm-hmm. right? And I think right. there's something to be like, oh, yeah, that's, they're mine. Like, <laughs> that's, right, right, that's right. My, that's yeah. my spouse. Yeah. Like, look at them go, you know? So I yeah. just, it doesn't necessarily have to be something like 
you know, grand. Right. But I just right. think that those little things, because otherwise, when you think about it, it's like, or the alternative when you're at home, it's either they come through the door and they're not lighting up the room anymore. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's your spouse or your kid's father or wife and that that's it or they see your friends and your friends expect it so it's not like they're not being impressed by it it's just Mm -hmm. they like the company and so on so that's that's the only point i was trying to make well Um, i think it's a good point and i think it's interesting okay uh so what should couples consider if they really can't find the time to vacation or they don't have the resources uh, because, or because one has a job that just doesn't allow that kind of time away or doesn't offer those benefits. Uh, do you have any solutions for those couples? Okay. So let me clarify. You're talking about that they can't, is it that they can't take it together or, or their funds, their situation don't allow any vacation? Uh, let's just say that they, let's just say that they can't take it together because we've been talking about the benefits of like couples, uh, vacationing. So let's okay. Let's stick with so that. first of all, they can, if possible, do little separate vacations. You know, individually. Uh-huh. But now we have to go to. So what about connecting as a couple? Mm-hmm. And I guess then I would say a day trip. I would say our date nights. Um, you know, I would make a much more concerted effort to. Um, create those situations um, that allow you to come together and really take advantage of uh, maximizing that time together. So like, you know, when you were talking about uh, planning the trip Mm -hmm. and how that could be positive and getting ready for the trip. So let's say that we're going to do a date night and we've done so many episodes where we've talked about date nights, so I'm not going to go into that. But doing the planning for the date night and talking about it and getting ready for it so that you're going to maximize, you're not going to only have the date night, but you're going to get the excitement of planning the date night. And then after the date night, reminiscing about it and talking about it so that you continue it for a bit. Um, Because again, it's really, really important to be gaining that uh, or creating that connection with each other. Mm. So I if like you that. can't yeah. vacation together, you need to be doing something in its place to have that downtime experience where you are um, re, um, I, for lack of a better word right now, reconnecting with sure. each other. Yeah, okay. And is that something, let's say that they have um, opposite work schedules uh, mm. or just, just something like that where they really aren't in the same place at the same time often, but they do have, let's say, Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Is that something that if they take, if they just say like, look, we need to carve out at least a chunk of Saturday every Saturday? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. It's again, so now we're going to go back to something similar to working mothers. It's not the it's not the quantity, it's mm-hmm. the quality. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. So, again, as long as, let's say when they get, you know, and even when we talked about date nights, we would say, 
you know, it doesn't matter if you consistently spend 15 minutes together, but that 15 minutes is not talking about the kids and not talking about work issues. It's really about the two of you. Mm -hmm. So even if they have a half a day, but that half a day is truly about the two of them, that's going to work. Yeah. I, you know what, that, it's such a great point because I know that um, my spouse and I, we both have, uh, I, I believe to be busy lives and there are times when weeks will go by and, and we just are like both go, go, go. And mm-hmm. it will be the weekend and we'll find ourselves with not much going on. And, and we will we will honestly just look at each other and say, like, let's let's go out together. We have no plans of no idea mm-hmm. what we're going to do, but let's just go out together. And mm-hmm. it's explicitly not to accomplish anything other than to spend time outside of the home. Mm-hmm. Because right. we know that will Right. Help. Different environments. Yeah. And we just know that that will, you know, benefit us. So um, I, I love that you make that point that it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, it's the quality, not quantity. So Yes. Yes. Um, should I ask it? Should I ask yes. if you have any other things? Yes. Do you, ha- do you have any other bits of advice? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. So one of the things that I think is really important uh, when planning a vacation that a lot of couples don't think to do is actually talk about your expectations for the vacation. Now, what I mean by that is that each of you has some thoughts about what you think the vacation is going to look like. Um, And if you don't spend five to 10 minutes sharing that with each other, you could be on vacation and become really disappointed, likely in the middle of the vacation. And then you end up not saying anything because you don't want to create a negativity. But when you come back, you're really unhappy. Mm. So things like, um, what time are you expecting to get up? One of this is a vacation. I don't want to have to think about getting up. The other one thinks it's a vacation. We finally have a chance to go out and do things. I want to get up early and start exploring. Well, that's going to be a problem if each of you thinks differently. Uh One of you thinks, um, I want to have a really romantic dinner. I don't care what it costs. And the other one thinks, you know, things are a little tight and we're going on vacation. I want to just, you know, lay back, be casual and grab hamburgers. Um, again, if you don't talk about that, um, that that could be problematic. So if you just spend a few minutes discussing you know, what you're hoping for on this vacation, then you can sort of square it away and get what you need while you're away. Mm-hmm. I love that is such a great point because I, I do feel like expectations are so hugely important. Uh, and I, I laughed at the um, at the sleeping in one because that is exactly uh, my spouse and I where we go on vacation and I don't particularly set an alarm, uh, but I, I just naturally get up much earlier than she does and she mm-hmm. likes to catch up on her sleep. And I, so I get up and I have coffee and I'll read the news or I'll go out for a run. And I know that that's my it's almost like we were talking earlier about, you know, having your personal time and then having your couple time. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when she sleeps in, like I find I feel like I get my personal time where I don't have household responsibilities. It's mm-hmm. just me yeah. time and yeah. I can get up and I have that time. It, it's but it, I would be really upset if I didn't know that or had that expectation going in. And I thought we were going to hit the pavement immediately. Right. So right. that is, yeah, that is such a great, great point. And yeah, 
I could I could see uh, I could see the benefits of having that conversation. <laughs> right. And but also I want to point out, look at how you frame that out. You said, okay, this is my personal time and it's okay. But if you had somebody else who said, Oh, I can't believe she's sleeping in, we're wasting this time, you know, why is that happening? That could end up really creating a problem. So yeah. um, a lot of it has to do with your thinking, as does so much of what goes on in a relationship. But if again, if you don't talk about it, and you don't communicate with each other, um, that's going to create issues. And you don't want to take your precious vacation time and money and end up being unhappy about it. Yeah. Well, it's good too, because when you, when you, um, have the conversation to set expectations, like that's something that I just know about her because I've, we've been on enough trips and uh, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also, uh, there are things that she will want to do when we travel that I might not particularly be looking forward to, not that I mind, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And for example, like I like museums. Uh, she, mm-hmm. she, she's not a big fan. Um, yeah. And so we some, depending on how much time is there, she might say like, you know, why don't you do this and I'll do that? Or, you know, why don't we do your thing this day and then we'll do my thing the next day? Um, neither of them are like major sacrifices, but it's making sure that if I thought for sure we were going to spend the whole time going to museums, um, that would have been an unreasonable expectation. And if we did do that, then I know that she would have come back unhappy. So Mm -hmm. it's only Mm -hmm. because we have discussed these things that we both are able to get what we need when we, when we do travel. So, yes. Yeah. Great. Um, well, this was this was awesome, Karen. Uh, brilliant advice as always. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, and I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindful, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information and much, much more at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also find this information at our website, pitchedmag.com, along with uh, hundreds of past podcast archives. Um, I will ask you, uh, give you a little homework. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you have any thoughts on it, if you would share those thoughts on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you listen on, uh, because that helps in uh, the discovery so other people can find us. The more people that comment on us, um, hopefully good, uh, the, the, the easier it is and the more recommend, the, the easier it is for the algorithm to recommend us to other people based on your feedback. So uh, we appreciate that in advance. And the last pitch I will throw at you is uh, if you don't subscribe to our newsletter already, I recommend you do so. Uh, It's the fastest, easiest way to um, stay up to date with the latest information that Hitched provides. So uh, that's going to do it for us. One last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Take care, Steve. All right. You too. Uh, And that's going to do it. Take care, everybody.